said. They've been together fifteen years. You mean Terry McCarthy? Maddie asked. McCarthy, an actor-turned-screenwriter, had been Weller's friends since they were both struggling young actors in L.A. Not Terry McCarthy, Shiraz said, a Korean-American flight attendant for United. How do you know? This guy I grew up with went to Hobart with the sister of the flight attendant's best friend, Shiraz answered. Shiraz, a striking long-haired girl from Terangeles, had been Dan's classmate at NYU and was one of those detail-oriented people who never seemed harried even in the midst of crises, like the dozens they'd had on I Used to Know Her. Maddie noticed Kira holding one hand in front of her eyes and squinting at Weller. What are you doing? Maddie asked. You can always tell by the mouth, Kira said. Yep, yep, definitely gay mouth. She moved her hand in front of Maddie's field of vision so it blocked Weller's forehead and eyes. Maddie watched his mouth move, unsure what she was looking for. He had a thin lower lip that veered slightly off to the side. What makes his mouth gay? she asked. The palsy. Gay men have slightly palsied lips. I hate to disappoint you, Kira, but I think he's straight, Dan said. He was married, after all. And we all know why Julia Hansen left him, Shiraz said. A middle-aged actress who was now experiencing a mid-career comeback with a cable procedural, Hansen had been married to Weller for a few years during the 1980s. She had never spoken publicly about the marriage, but in recent months there had been chatter, in the tabloids and on the internet, that they had divorced because he was gay. Even if he is with men, Maddie said, who cares? It's his business. That is so heteronormative, Kira said. He has an obligation to come out. By staying in the closet, he's doing a disservice to young gay men and women. It's disingenuous. Kira had become a women's studies major at Hampshire College on the heels of a bad breakup from a Northampton Wiccan. Everyone in Hollywood is disingenuous, Dan said. They do drugs, they cheat on their spouses, they have illegitimate children. If I were him, I would never come out. He would lose all the macho roles. The guy wants to work. He would work, Kira said. He's successful enough that it wouldn't hurt. His female fans would still fantasize about him. Just with another guy in bed at the same time, Shiraz said, and the women giggled. Across the room, Katie Pierce said something, and Stephen Weller laughed so loudly that they could hear it. She was either the funniest cocktail waitress in all of Las Vegas, or Stephen Weller was very easily amused. A server passed by with a tray. Not caring how it looked to anyone else, Maddie grabbed four pigs in blankets. The others clustered around, too, double-fisting food. After flying into Salt Lake City, they'd barely had time to change clothes at the condos before rushing off to the widower. Miles End, the festival, was not all that different from a Miles End film. You were always cold, hungry, and short on time. The party was in a private room on the third level of the entertainer, 
a lodge club on Mountain Way, and it was hosted by the studio that was distributing The Widower. Guest list only, it was much more intimate than the official Miles End hosted, post-Widower party raging two levels below. This crowd was older, with white teeth, tan skin, and cashmere sweaters. How did you get us in here anyway? Maddie asked Shiraz. Had to be some kind of mistake. It was Ed. He owns Miles End. Ed Handy was their producer's rep, and Shiraz's words were not hyperbole. The New York Times Arts section had recently run a front-page profile entitled, Ed Handy Owns Miles End. Do you think those guys downstairs chasing cheddar with sponsored vodka know what they're missing? Maddie asked. Of course, said Shiraz. That's what this festival is about. Varying levels of access. Both Shiraz and Dan.